Welcome to Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Definitely gotta take into account your mental being. People out there is not gonna understand you unless you let them know. You gotta tune into your own mind and put it at rest. Only person is gonna help you is yourself. Society doesn't want that to blame anything else but the negative on this show. Hey, what's going on? It's your man Cassie for another Black Men's Mental Health Podcast. Uh, this one we'll talk about PTSD in black men. And I know people are like, what? If you don't go to war, you don't get that. Nah. <laughs> you know, I talked about this in the book. Post-traumatic disorder. It's pretty much you went through a traumatic experience and it affects you now. I mean, that's just basic. Like, you know, I could get into all the DSMV or all that. But the basic, like you went to something traumatic. It's really, uh, most of the times it is attached to people that went to war. You know, when you go to war, you see people dying and all around you and blood and and the, 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 the sound of bullets and stuff like that. And, you know. That shit is hard. You come home to none of that, and you know you—it's in your mind. You're reliving it. You know, it—it's it, a subject we don't talk about when it comes to black men. We suffer from PTSD all the time. If you was raised in the hood, you saw violence, gunfire, drug use, violence. You saw all of this on a daily basis. And a lot of times we, you know, we don't address that. If a soldier could go to war for two months and see that and come home with that, imagine you seeing that for 18 years. That's the average time people stay in their home that they're usually waiting or whatnot, you know what I'm saying? But imagine that. So at the end of the day, you know, we have PTSD that's not even addressed. Like, and this is the and this is the thing that's the problem with a black man with PTSD diagnosis, is that it's so normalized in our society that we don't even know we have it. Like, I give you for example, when I first moved to Florida, right? Like, it you know when you in in New York, right? And somebody says, "What's up?" Is related to beef. You know, people in New York are not really, I mean, now I don't know the gentrification of Harlem. I don't know. It's different now. But when I was raised in the 80s, 90s, when somebody says what's up to you, that means it's beef. It's a fight. So you got to protect yourself. So and that's just, I mean, if you're from New York, yo, I don't know where you live. Maybe you live in Long Island, a nice area, upstate somewhere. But in New York City, I'm from the Bronx, from the projects. If somebody's like, yo, what's up, and you don't know them, that's beef. Straight up beef, because if you if I don't know you and you saying what's up to me, that means it's some shit going down. That's just straight how it is. Whatever. So I moved to Florida, right? I'm with my my girlfriend, who's my wife now, but at times my girlfriend. So somebody was like, yo, what's up? Oh, I was like, yo, what's up, my nigga? I was like, you got a problem? Yo, let's go. She's like, baby, calm down. I'm like, what the fuck you mean, calm down? This nigga's like, what's up? That means it's beef. Let's go. He's like, oh, no, just say hi, buddy. I'm like, what the fuck you mean? You just say, why the fuck you say hi to me? 
Like, why the fuck are you saying hi to me? I don't know you. That means you want to fight. See, PTSD. See, because we are raised in a battlefield. The hood is a battlefield. Like, at the end of the day, niggas are getting killed every day in the hood. And it's not just the people doing wrong. Like I get like, yo, if you if you in that lifestyle, you're going to get killed. If I'm not in that lifestyle, I definitely know I'm not going to get killed. Then that's cool. You don't have no PS, PS, uh, PTSD because at the end of the day, it's rules to the game. Like, if I'm not a drug dealer or in a gang, I'm not going to get killed. Cool. But that ain't the rule in the hood. There are people getting shot up, getting robbed, shot up. Innocent bystanders getting shot through the window of their of their apartment from stray bullets. Niggas trying to prove themselves in the, in the hood to fight. So they see somebody like, yo, cool. Like, let's be real. When the bloods and when the bloods would come in in New York, I guess this was the early 2000s. One of the initiations was slashing somebody in the face. That was the initiation to get into the bloods, to slash somebody in the face. So if I wanted to be a blood, they're going to say, all right, cool. Take this box cutter. You got to slash somebody in the face. That was the initiation. So you couldn't even walk outside, be innocent, because somebody may just run up on you and slash you in your face. There are a lot of, like, like people don't understand. There's a, there's a lyric in uh, uh, Fat Joe's Lean Back. I think it's, I, you know, I come from the bur- I come from the city that, that a lot of niggas got scars on their face. That was a reference to how many niggas got slashed in the face because the Bloods were doing their initiation. Like, people never got that. I come from the bird with niggas with scars on the face. You know what I'm saying? Like, like, like that, that was a line in there. Now, you know Joey Crack, a.k.a. Fat Joe, Joey Crack, he from the Bronx. So he know what's up. And at the end of the day, like, I used to, I used to chill with the whole terror squad and the niggas back. I don't know if they were called the terror squad. I'm old, I forgot. Back in the White Stone, White Stone movie theater, stuff like that. So back in the days, I was in the city. You know what I'm saying? You go to the freaking skate uh, uh, skate key. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah, yo, shit always pop off there. You know what I'm saying? I was part of gangs. I was part of Zulu Nation and shit. You know, roll with the Nietas, Latin Kings, Unity, all these other people. You know what I'm saying? So, yo, trust me. I was part of the whole era myself. So I understand when, when they make certain references, that's the truth about New York. Niggas was getting slashed in their face for blood initiations. And it was innocent bystanders that were in the hood that were the victims. So when you live in the hood or you live in the city, you always got to be on, you always got to be at a point of like, making sure you're good because you never know how, what it could pop off. People die every day in the hood from violence. And it's not people that are only involved. So, yeah, when you get out of it, you have that mentality. When things come, people say, like, scams. Everybody's always trying to scam in the city. Yo, give me boom. So another time I was with my wife, at the time, girlfriend. I'm walking through the mall. And there's the Luke Dizzy still there. It's kiosks of people like, yo, you take a tour of our condo, you know, you get all these things. Right? Which is legit. It's legit down here. 
But me, I didn't know that. So I'm walking with my girl in the mall and shit. And this guy's like, hey, can I talk to you? I was like, what's up, what's up? Fuck. He's like, yo, you know, do you want to do a tour of our condo? I was like, oh, okay, you know, all right, yeah, yeah, you know. All right, so all you have to do, is, he told me about the condo. Well, my wife's like, okay, cool. So then he's like, all right, all you do is give me $25, right, for a deposit. Then after you do the tour, I give you the 25 back. If you don't want to do the condo, that's fine. The co- the condo, that's fine. We'll give you uh, a ticket to Disney or, you know, or a receipt to go to Lobster Fest. Or what. It was it was all these prizes. I'm like, I looked at him. I said, you really think I'm a fucking idiot? He's like, huh? I was like, yo, so you telling me, my nigga. This is how I talk back then. So my nigga, you telling me, I give you $25, right? Really? And then all of a sudden, I go to this fucking fancy place hotel to to fucking tour a fucking condo. But then if I say no, regardless, you will give me back my money plus some tickets, nigga. You uh, all this shit. I was like, you a, you really fucking think I'm stupid? I was like, y'all should smack your ass for that shit. My wife's like, what are you doing? I'm like, yo, this nigga think I'm stupid. He think I'm he, I'm gonna give him money. That's a scam. She's like, baby, no, it's really not a scam. I'm like. You, so I was like, so I give the nigga money, he give me money back plus more? Man, fuck. Baby, it's true, it's true, baby. Trust me. I'm like, I was like, you know what? I, I was like, yo, cool. I was like, you know what? When they take out $25, it's on you. So it was like the next day we went, we did the tour. Didn't want the condo. Of course, they did some pressure to try to get you, but you know, they didn't, didn't want it. Gave back my $25, plus we got, I think we got uh, two free lunches to uh, Lobster Fest or something like that. I was like, are you fucking serious? Man, I did that to all like bad times though. But you know what I'm saying? But like, I was like, yo, are you serious? See, because in New York, it don't work that way. You're not going to go somewhere they'd be like, yo, give me money. I'm going to give it back to you plus all this. Come on. That's scam. But that's legit down here. Absolutely legit. You know what I'm saying? But see, PTSD, that's trauma because at the end of the day, anybody rolling up on you is a scam. They're trying to get your money. Or they're trying to rob you. Like, like, yo, everybody, yo, seriously, like, 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 yo, I've been robbed how many times in the city? I got robbed for, for some money one time. I got robbed for my Jansport backpack when it first came out. Yo, I got, you know what I'm saying? That's just New York. Rob or be robbed. You know what I'm saying? That's how it is. Either you you're gonna rob or you're gonna get robbed. That's just the game. Yo, one even even when you're out the element, like I was on the bowling team, right? Let, you know, let's not talk about that. But I was on the bowling team, right? And one day after bowling, me and my friends, like this was like a, a environment of like, you know, even though we're still in the city when we were on, but you know, this is a bowl. I was in the bowling team, so. No, you know, I'm you know, these were nerds and people that weren't cool. So it was me and and this other guy on the bowling team. So this dude that I knew from junior high school, right? I was in high school, junior high school. He came up. He was like, Yo, what's up? I was like, oh, what's good? What's good? What's good? Yo, we was talking and shit, you know what I'm saying? And then like he's like, Yo, he started messing with the dude. I'm like, yo, dude, don't mess with him, man. Come on, he Oh, yo, run your pockets. I'm like, yo, dude, come on, man. That's not cool, man. You know what I'm saying? He, you know what I'm saying? He's with his friends, whatever. I'm like, yo, dude, come on. He's not, yeah, come on, man. You know what I'm saying? So he picked up this dude because he's messing with him. He was, a, he was a nerdy looking dude. You know, he was a nerdy looking dude. Picked him up and dropped him on his face. Yo, shattered his whole front grill. Blood was everywhere. Like he had to. 
he really he had to go and and go to the hospital and he had to go to the hospital he had to get his mouth wired that shit was one of the saddest points in my life it's a good guy too you know what i'm saying like he like uh, and r- whether they were messing with him or not but they picked him up and threw him down but he landed on his face right on his jaw shattered all his teeth in the front he had to get all the shit wired that shit was sad think about right now that shit is sad like I was good because I knew the dude, you know what I'm saying. So it wasn't me, but still, you know, I tried. But you know, what can I do? Is like, what what can I do? Is like five of them, you know what I'm saying? And they were just fucking around, like you know. But like that's just the city, how it is. Niggas fuck around, and they were trying to run his pockets, and he ain't really had nothing to run, you know. He ain't not, nothing to, you know. So they fucking around with him, and boom, shattered his whole fucking mouth, like literally, like every blood was everywhere, you know what I'm saying? Another example, I was in college. First year of college, and me and my boy was at a party, right? We had a fraternity party, right? And we hanging out, and we just chilling, kicking it. So everybody knows I'm in fraternity now, but back then I wasn't. But I knew of fraternity, so you know they do the whole line strolling thing, right? So my boy didn't know anything about fraternities and shit like that. So he's dancing with some chick, right? And usually at parties, the way it was when the guys are strolling through, everybody moves, right? But my boy, he danced with a chick, right? So he ain't moving, right? So the dudes come and they push him. So he pushed the dude back, right? So, of course, like, oh. Because, like, really, like, you know, the rule really at college is when you see the fraternity guys rolling, you know, strolling, you move. Because it's too many of them dudes and they will fuck you up. Unfortunately. So my boy was arguing with this one dude, right? And out of nowhere, this dude comes out and just punches my boy in the head, right? So he like, yo, who hit me? I was like, yo, that nigga over there hit him, right? So boom, so he start going and knocking the nigga, right? What, what? So they break it up, right? But all of a sudden, blood just starts scourging, blood, blood. Come to find out the dude that hit him, hit him with a knife and slashed his head from the back of his head to his temple. Blood was everywhere. You know, to this day, he still got that scar in his head. And these are environments that it shouldn't happen. At least for me. These are environments that that shouldn't go on. You know what I'm saying? But within our community, that happens. Um, And it's sad because it's like normal. It's like normal. Even environments that is normal, but we live with that. You know what I'm saying? So we're defensive all the time. They say black people are violent, but we're violent because at the end of the day, especially black men, because this is the environment we live in and we raised in, and we know that violent, we can't stop violence without violence. So we react. That's what post-traumatic syndrome, PTSD is. Is you lays in a harsh environment, is that you're in an environment that's harsh, and you do everything, you do what it takes to protect yourself. I mean, that's what it is living in the hood. And most of us got that. And we don't realize it because at the end of the day, they don't talk about that shit on TV. They talk about the war veterans and they have these centers for them and stuff like that. You know what I'm saying? But when it comes for us, they don't got that shit for us. Do we have a PTSD trauma center for, for the hood? Like, reality is, 
Some niggas in the hood have seen more death and kill than niggas in the army that went to war. I mean, th that's real. There's some niggas that have seen more death in the hood that they were part of gangs and shit like that. They've seen more death and more violence than people that have gone to the military. Because you got to understand, not all military go into war. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'm not saying, I'm not trying to excuse those that have it or that, that, that do. I'm not. But most people that go into the military, military don't, go, don't, don't go to war necessarily. They may be around it, but they're not on the field. They may see it, but they don't experience it. Imagine when you're in the hood, when you, when you see a dude in your face getting shot in the head. Or when you see a dude's teeth coming out his head. Or you see somebody getting scarred. You see that. And there's other things. Dead bodies. Niggas is shot on the ground. Crackheads everywhere. Selling crack. People going down. Like all that is in the hood that you see daily for years, every day. Become to the point where you're numb to it. See, and that's the problem with being a black man in America is that we become numb to all that shit. That shit is normalized. That shit is normal. And that's the problem. See, when you say something's normal, then there's, why should there be help for you? Because at the end of the day, society says, well, you raised in the hood, well, that's normal. Then you have all these problems that go on with you, and you don't know why, because it's normal. So you don't think, well, because of the shit I saw growing up, I'm like this. You know, black men are violent, but at the end of the day, all they know is violence. You know what I'm saying? Most young black men join gangs not because, like, yo, it's cool for protection. Because you got to choose. Because if you're not part of some gang, you left out there, niggas going to get you. Now, don't get me wrong. I'm not saying this is everybody. I'm not saying that there's people out there that haven't joined gangs, lived in the hood, and, 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 and went on to live productive lives. Not saying that at all. So please understand I'm not saying that there's no exception to the rules. I'm not saying that that's every single black man in the hood. But the majority of them that are in jail right now because of gang bangs, they did it because they felt, yeah, yo, I had to be part of the gang. I got to prove myself because, see, this is my protection. I, we got this rival gang that's out there to shoot me anyway. How many of them people in jail that shot somebody, seen their, their homies get shot by the gang, so they retaliate? They get caught, they in jail. Not saying it's right, but that's just reality. Kill or be killed. That's how a lot of these people are in that situation. If I grew up in an area where everybody's bloods, I could be shot, I could be murked just by association. If I'm out hanging out in a, in a crip area and, and, and some dude sees me, he's like, yo, that nigga live over on third over there with all them bloods, he probably blood. I could be wearing fucking green, but like, yo, you live on third? Like, yeah, you blood? Nah, I ain't blood. Nah, you blood, my nigga. Cause you know what I'm saying? Nobody in that area not blood. Boom. Shot, shot, shot. Why you in our area? Niggas get shot like that all the time. That's the truth. That's reality. That's realness. I ain't making it up. That's how we raise it. Then we get out the hood, and then we have all these problems adjusting because we have PTSD and you don't realize it. That's a traumatic experience. Traumatic to see people die. Traumatic to see people stabbed and shot. Like my cousin Corey, like my, my, my cousin, you know what I'm saying? My cousin, he lived in Ewall Projects, right? Got respect from everybody, right? My cousin got mad respect, 
Like nobody messed with my my cousin. Everybody knew him. I used to go to 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 the projects to his project E War, which is was back then one of the worst projects in the freaking city in the Bronx E War projects. Right? You know what I'm saying? Like they stepped to be like, who are you? I'm like, yo, my cousin is Baba. Oh, all right, cool, you good? Cause that's how much respect he got. Right? He chilling in the elevator. Some crackhead talking garbage. He's like, yo, get out my face. The crackhead stab him. Now, my cousin got respect. He got down with the hands. You know what I'm saying? Like, like boom, like, boom, it's whatever. You know what I'm saying? He'd be the first one. He, my, my, my cousin the first one to fight somebody. Straight up go up and snuff somebody. I mean, that's how, that's how my cousin is. You know what I'm saying? Mad respect. But the crackhead, boom, stab him. That's how it is in the hood. It don't matter who you are. Get got. That's it. Anybody's touchable. But that's, that's how it is. It don't matter who you are in the hood. It don't matter if you're popular, not popular, known, well-known, in a gang, out of gang. Violence always will come to you because that's the environment. And you telling me our young black men don't have PTSD only because you go to war? And that's another issue that us black men have. PTSD, it's, it's real for us because at the end of the day, the majority of us is raised in those environments. We didn't have a father to guide us. And no matter what we do, especially we live in that in that area, violence comes to you. Even as a black man, that even if you don't even live in that area, violence still comes to you. You know why? Because you're a black man. Somebody's gonna curse you out, call you racial names, treat you in in a way where you know it's racism and stuff like that. They're gonna do that because you're a black man. You can't avoid it. Now, some are severer than others. Don't get me wrong, but yo, if you're raised in that environment, yo, no matter what you do as a black man. You're always going to get some type of prejudice, racism, black-on-black crime, something, police brutality, something's going to come to you. And see, that's the problem with being a black man in America. That no matter what you do, how successful you are, you're always going to get something. LeBron James, definitely one of the greatest basketball players of all time. Is he better than Jordan? No. But that's that's an ongoing argument. But you know, rich black man, all that stuff. A few years ago, somebody, you know, some anti-Semitic prejudice spray painted in his house. Now, LeBron James got more money than me and you could put, ever put together. Even he is a victim of racism, of some type of violence. People call him names and all that stuff. The media demonizing them. I mean, let's be real. No matter, see, this is the thing. Nothing gives a black man a pass. See, women get passes because they're women. White men get passes. Other cultures get passes. But black men, we get no passes. No matter how successful we are, no matter how we do in life, we will always face the stigma of being a black man. And until we understand that as black men and until others understand that, then we will never be break free of it. Because no matter what, we will always have the stigma that we're a black man. And that is the worst stigma to have in America. You could say, oh, you know, things are better. Yeah, things are better. You know, at least we're allowed at this point to be successful. We are. You know, we... But that doesn't shield us from being a black man. It doesn't shield us from the, 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 
the stigma we have about ourselves, that we have about ourselves and others have about us. It doesn't free us from that. You know? I mean, to be honest, I'd rather be a rich nigga than a broke nigga, but regardless of anything, I'm still a nigga. Let's be real. I'm still a nigga. I'm still a black man. I'm still a predator. I'm still a, a sexual deviant. I'm still a. I'm still this this idea what America has of me. Regardless, that's what I am. That's what it is to be black in America, especially a black man. Now we could sit here and talk about all the other problems with white women, the culture, and I get it. There are problems and things are individually for that. But this is not what this podcast is about. I repeat all the time. This is not what this podcast is for. Talk about the problems black men have. You know, I had a conversation with somebody actually earlier today. I was talking to this white woman, this older white woman. And, you know, I was talking about the podcast, the black man's, you know, mental health. And she was like, oh, you know, mental health is a problem for everybody. I was like, well, but it's, it's really some, there's some, individual differences for black men when it comes to mental health. She looked at me and she looked at me with the most ah look like, huh? Because at the end of the day, others don't see it. They truly don't see that there's a problem. They don't see it, that there's really a problem with black men and when it comes to mental health. It's kind of like when we say black lives matter and everybody says all lives matter. But if all lives matter, then black lives matter as well, right? See, a lot of people got mad at me about doing this podcast. They're like, well, mental health is a problem for everybody. Yeah, and, and I understand that. But I can't speak about mental health for a white person. I can't speak upon that. Or Asian person or, you know, the, the special things that go along with that. I can't speak about that because I'm not Asian. I'm not white. I'm not... Italian, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not, you know, Indian, I, I don't, I, I don't, I'm sure they all have their own individual problems, but I can understand my problems as a black man in America. I can't speak about white, black women, you know, mental, I, I'm sure they have uh, their, their side of the story and their uh, dedicated problems when it comes to mental health illness, but all I can do is speak about black men's mental health, and that's what I'm doing. So if you take offense by this podcast, and I'm sorry you do, then maybe this is not the podcast for you to listen to. This is going for my black men and our mental health problems and my experiences and trying to help others. Whether you are a black man or you're somebody that knows a black man, a family member is a black man, you're married to a black man, understand that there, is, there are cir- special circumstances for us that you need to realize. PTSD is something that happens to a lot of black men. We don't even know it. And we do a lot of things because of that, where we very reactive, we're very we, we react violently and things like that because we don't understand that we have PTSD. So, I appreciate you listening to this podcast. Uh, keep you can listen to this podcast at every other podcast every uh, night. Uh, I mean, not every night, every Sunday night, eight o'clock on the Culture Radio. You can download the app on Google and iTunes. Uh, or you can go to blackmansmental.com, check it out, or my personal website is castlewilliams.com. Um, appreciate you. I'll talk to you